He must have thought in his mind, I knew Jesus shouldn't have stopped for that woman. If, she, if he would have only just kept going to take care of my desperate need, then he could have came back to the woman and resolved hers. Now the situation is just, just beyond repair. But one thing that we need to take note of is we've got to allow God to be God. Let him work how he sees fit. We all have the tendency, myself included, of putting God in a box. We have this preconceived notion as to how God needs to work and when he needs to do it. Prophet Isaiah also said that for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. We cannot fathom how God's mind works. But the very next verse in verse number 36 he said, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, be not afraid, only believe. As soon as Jesus heard that word, go forth, your daughter is gone. He tells Jairus, be not afraid, only believe. Fear and faith contradict each other. Fear is just merely the absence of faith. But fear will cripple us. See, before Jairus could really trust Jesus, he had to put away that fear. Fear and faith cannot exist at the same time in the same person. Either you have great faith or you have great fear. The enemy knows that if he can drive your faith out of you with fear, then he can quite possibly bring to pass in your life the very thing that you fear. But if you can just keep the faith despite the circumstances, despite what it may look like in the natural We've got to cast out all fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Cast out all fear in this place tonight. Fear, you have no hold on us. Because as the service went on, faith began to rise in this place. And the presence of fear, the presence of faith rather, means fear is leaving. Only believe. Don't try to believe and be afraid at the same time. Don't try to believe and try to figure it out at the same time. Don't, don't try to believe and try to make sense 
of why you're in the middle of a delay. Instead, just only believe. Everything in the natural said, Jairus, your daughter is gone. It's too late. It's over. Jesus said, only believe. Everything is pointing to the idea that it's over with and all hope is gone. I don't see anything getting better. As a matter of fact, it just has gotten worse. But God, but God, I can't see anything happening but God. I, I, I can't see it in the natural. I can only think of it in my mind and, and pray in the spiritual but God. We serve a God that said that the things which are impossible with men are possible with him. Then we get to verse 37. He said, and he suffered no man to follow him save Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and seeth the tumult and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, he saith unto them, Why make ye this ado, and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn, but when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him, and entered into where the damsel was lying. He had his three, Peter, James, and John. That was in his inner circle. When it comes to the seriousness of the situation that you happen to be in, be wise who you choose to go to battle with you. Let wisdom kick in on your decision making on who those will be. And I'm talking about prayer warriors. That's who we need to seek after. Those that have spent time with God. Those that will fight with you and for you. And Jesus came to the house of Jairus and they were crying. They were weeping and mourning because of the child. Jesus says, why are you crying? The girl's not dead, but she's only sleeping. And they laughed. The Bible says Jesus put them out. He took Jairus, his wife, Peter, James, and John, and went. We should take note of this right here. Not only should you use wisdom on the ones you choose to go to battle with you, you need to get rid of the doubters and the naysayers. We can love everybody. Supposed to love everybody, but some people we got to love from a distance. I'm just being real and honest with you. We've got to get rid of the doubters because doubting is contagious. Spreads like a cancer. It'll get in your mind and try to take control. And it's, it's impossible to fight an enemy that's built a fort in your head. And when we get in the heat of battle, in the heat of battle, we don't need somebody sowing doubt or discouragement in our lives. What we need is 
somebody who's going to stand beside us. Somebody that's going to be right there with us and say things like, God's got this. What a mighty God we serve. Nothing is impossible with the God that we, deserve, we serve. He's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He's a problem solver. He's a deliverer. He's a provider. He is our refuge and our strength. We need somebody that's going to speak words of encouragement into our life and say, you've got this, I'll help you. Let's go together and let's fight through this. Together, we can put a many a, a enemy to fight. I don't need somebody around me when I'm in the heat of battle doubting and throwing discouragement in my life. There's enough of that out in the world as it is. So all I need is some brothers and some sisters when I get in the situation that I need some help that I'll pick up that torture and to get arm in arm with you and said, brother, sister, I love you. I'm here for you. I'm going to fight for you. And the Bible says that God is our refuge and our strength, our very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her and that right early. I'm going to go ahead and tell you one other thing too. In Isaiah 43 and 1 and verse 2 also. I didn't give that to you. So if you could put that up. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 1 and verse 2. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. You're going to go through the waters, and you're going to go through the rivers, and you're going to feel the pressure of the rivers, but they will not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, you're going to feel some heat. You're going to feel some form, but thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Glory. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. Oh, hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Then we get to the miracle. Musicians, you can go ahead and make your way back up here. We get to the miracle in verse 41 and verse 42 of the fifth chapter of Mark. It says, and he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, 
Talitha Kamai, which is being interpreted damsel, I say unto thee, Arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of twelve years, and they were astonished with great astonishment. Jesus' response after the delay was more than what Jairus had expected. Jairus had in his mind a healing for his daughter so she wouldn't die. But he got a daughter risen from death. If you will just hold on through the delay, on the other side of the delay is something more than you ever imagined. It is going to be greater than what your mind had in store. I'm talking about a God who calleth those things which be not as though they were. Times along this journey, this road where it seems like the bad just keeps getting worse. And we know within ourselves that God has hurt us. But sometimes along that path, the enemy tries to attack us with doubt. He tries to attack us with fear. He tries to cripple us so we'll just give up and quit in the midst of the delay. But on the other side of the delay, if we can just hold on just a little while longer, all of those things that you faced, all of those troubles that you have fought through were not meant to harm you nor to hurt you. But what those things are designed to do is to strengthen you throughout the process, to prepare you for what's ahead. All you're doing is building a landing strip for the miraculous in your life. And all of this landing strip is built upon these struggles, these fights, these things that you faced along the way. You're building them up and you're building that solid foundation for when that miracle gets ready to land, it's got a firm foundation to fall upon. Somebody hear me tonight. Mm. Stand with me. From the natural, it looks like utter destruction. The enemy has tried everything he can to get you to quit. Everything you go through, you feel a little stronger. Every trial you face, you feel faith rising a little more. And the times that you just think that you just can't take some of the situations that you fall into, that's where each other come in. That's where we can arm up with our brothers and our sisters and we can fight this battle because discouragements will come. Fights are going to happen. Battles are ahead. But we serve a God 
We serve a God. I have never seen anything too big for God. Nothing. No trouble. No trial. No circumstance. I feel in the Holy Ghost to tell you right now. Everything that you have gone through is not all caused by the enemy. There are some things that God will put you through. Just to get to the point to where he needs you. There are certain things you're going to have to face. And I'd be lying if I told you they were easy because they're not. Some of them will knock your breath plumb out of you when they happen. But we started a fight just a little while ago. Because before then it felt like that fear had crept in. It felt like people had just kind of the life had been taken out of them. But as time progressed you could feel faith rising. You could feel something breathing. And what I want you to do when you come to this altar tonight, come intentional. Don't just come for the sake of, okay, I can check a box. I came to the altar tonight. This is not just some routine thing. We check a box. Church, check. Altar, check. Come intentional and don't come alone because I know that there are some people within the sound of my voice some of you I could pick out but I will not do that some of you the Lord has shown me exactly who you are but if I come get you it won't be the same result So come with somebody. Because we're all here fighting this thing together. And when you come, come with intent. Because we're going to go to war. We're going to finish those battles that were started just a little earlier. And if you'll come with that intent on your mind, I know the presence of God is in this place and he's going to meet you at your point of need but when you step out in faith with the intention of coming to fight armed up with your brother and sister whoever it is however it's appropriate I ask that you come and fight we're going to push through this. We're going to fight through some of these things that we're, we're battling right now. But it's just going to take us pushing. Let us not come and just linger for a minute or two and then turn around and go to looking at everybody else. I'm talking about coming intentional. Coming with fighting on your mind. 
got to push. I've got to push. This is a fight. Every act, 